This impactful conversation is brought to you by Say Things Better, a method of intentional communication developed by Lila Smith. I met Lila on LinkedIn and we immediately connected due to her open heart and wisdom. She helps entrepreneurs and thought leaders to make impactful choices for their communication. The Say Things Better messaging framework is the way she managed to build her own following of over 25,000 fans. Follow Say Things Better on LinkedIn and connect to Lila through her website at saythingsbetter.com. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast with your host, Andrada Anitze. The music industry has been so, so near to my heart in, since forever, actually. And I, I've got a chance to meet someone on LinkedIn who is actually part, has become over time part of that industry. And I'm really fortunate, fortunate to have him with me today. Uh, but before I say hello to my guest today, I want to tell you a bit about himself. Um, so his stage name is Don Marcel. He was born in Puerto Rico, but he was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, he graduated from USC and then moved to New York and then Chicago, where he attended Northwestern University and pursued an MBA. He worked on Wall Street before deciding to pursue his passion for music full-time. Now, please allow me to greet my guest for today. Welcome, Don Marcel, to my show. Thank you for accepting to be my guest. How are you today? Thank you. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Cool. Tell us about yourself a bit more than I told the audience before, please. Where does Dom Marcel come from as in childhood? In- oh, so I was born in Puerto Rico and I grew up in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, yes, in, in the south, In the south of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I was in a military family, so we moved around a little bit. I lived in San Diego, um, a part of my childhood, but mostly I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, okay, that, that's nice. And you you worked in the financial world. Mm-hmm. Uh, for how long did you work in that area, and what was the reason that sparked you to make that change to the music industry? Well, I actually um, always loved to be a singer since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. So when I went to University of Southern California, that's where I did my undergraduate studies. I actually was pursuing um, singing um, concurrent to my undergraduate studies. So I was performing at different talent shows and club events as well. So I was actually trying to make it happen. And that was one of the primary reasons why I decided to go to Los Angeles because it's the it's the key city for, for music. So I always wanted to pursue it professionally. I just basically stumbled along the way. So after undergraduate, I was hitting a crossroad, a crossroad where I didn't know exactly how to make it happen because I was hitting a wall 
but I still took internships. So I, I interned at Atlantic Records, Warner Brothers, and their marketing department. So I was taking opportunities to learn more about the music business um, while I was, you know, doing undergraduate studies as well as um, doing the creative aspect. So it didn't work out for me. So I decided to put it aside and go to corporate America. Um, I worked in commercial real estate and I worked at a boutique investment bank in Los Angeles. And I really just put that uh, music aside because I thought um, maybe it's not for me right now. Um, so I decided to just go gung ho with corporate America. And then ultimately I decided to, I decided to get a graduate, um, to take my career to the next level. I decided to get, um, to go to graduate school at Northwestern university where I obtained my, um, JD MBA. It's basically a law degree and a master's in business administration. And at that time, the end of my, my tenure at, um, my time at the, at, at Northwestern, I, actually started writing songs as a hobby. So I, I kind of wanted to just get back into it because a lot of people were wondering why I stopped. I, you know, personally didn't, didn't really think too much about it, but I decided to, to write songs as a hobby. And then ultimately when I returned back to corporate America after my um, graduate studies at Northwestern University, things started to pick up more with my, my songwriting. People started to like it. And people started to, you know, share with their friends and things of that nature. So that, it kind of, it wasn't a straight path to where I, where I am today. But I ultimately decided to treat what I'm doing like I'm launching a, like I'm launching a startup company and where music and myself um, are the products. Okay, thank you for, um, for all the insight. Now, that... Um, that just gave me the answer to one of the next questions. If you are writing all your songs, so I'm really happy that that you mentioned it. And since you mentioned it, I would like to ask you what's the story behind um, the first song that you released. If I'm not mistaken, that's what's up was your first song that you released, right? Um. So I released DTK as my first official single, DTK. And DTK is really, um, that was the first song I wrote. It actually, the story behind it, I was listening to different tracks mm -hmm. and I, this particular track, you know, stuck out to me. So I actually, the melody just kept coming into my head in my apartment, my um, university apartment. So I, I decided to go to the studio and um, record it. So after that, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it for, for some reason. I was like, listening back to it, I, I, was, I was like, I don't really like it. But I didn't let anybody else hear it. I was, we are, you know, we're our, our, our worst critic. For sure. So I put it aside for two weeks, but I was like, I didn't let anybody get to hear it. So I started to let more people hear it. And then people were like, oh my God, we love it, we love it. I let maybe at least 100 people hear it before I decided to go back to the studio to finish it. So that particular song, I, it took a life of its own. I, I started letting more people hear it, more people hear it, and they kept loving it. They, lo lo they kept loving it and you know sharing it with their friends and wanting me to give them a copy of it. And I did this, I let people hear it for at least three to four months before I decided to invest in it monetarily speaking. Mm -hmm. um, 
by shooting a video for it. Right. And yeah. I shot the video. That's that's was basically my debut video of, um, of that particular song, which is DTK. Okay, sorry, sorry for for the mistake. Um, what that's what's up was actually the first song that I heard from you. Um, mm -hmm. just oh no problem. After I I got to interact with you on LinkedIn. Right. And um, probably that's why you know I just perceived it as your your first song. Sorry for. Uh, no, it's no because a lot of people. The thing is, when you're in the building stage, people um come in at different stages of my my journey. So. Right. You know, some people may not have known that I released it before. So that's what's up is pretty much my second, my second official single. Um, so you're pretty much in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the story behind that song? That's what's up. So interesting. Interestingly enough, I actually wrote that song when I was going through a difficult time with certain people in my life. And I was just tired of certain situations. And I was like, I just want no stress, no drama. Anybody who I would like to be a part of my life, I just want us to be just a team and let's fulfill our dreams together. Let's let's um let's not focus on the small stuff and stress the small stuff. Um life is too short and let's just have a good time and let's just support each other. That's that's what that's what's up is really about. Um and it actually helped me through that particular time when i was that i was experiencing at that point and i think that's a very very uh strong message that you're sending out to your audience and to people around uh, around the world as it seems like we are failing to just be ourselves and just support each other is more and more with each day right even though there's people that are willing to support on the other hand there's also those people that are just like always against us and always you know maybe just out of envy or some kind of complex frustration that are trying to drag us down so that's why i think that your message is really important mm -hmm. absolutely and it doesn't matter any industry you're going to always have haters who are going to try to thwart what you're trying to accomplish and it's like you're saying, it could be out of envy, it could be out of insecurity, it could be out of just wanting to, you know, quote unquote, stay on top or try to get to the top while putting others down. And at the end of the day, your destiny is your destiny. Nobody can take that away from you. You just have to push through um, what you're trying to accomplish and just try to block out the, the noise and the static that tries to um, obstruct what you're trying to accomplish. That's right. And your, answers, your answer goes towards the power of choice, right? Because in, you're saying that in the end, we all have a power of choice, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You have the power of choice to be positive. You have the choice to wake up and continue to accomplish your objectives by, you know, just doing certain things that actually going to move you forward. You have the choice to surround yourself with people who are actually going to um, uplift you and surround yourself with people that you can learn from mentors um, things of that nature so at, at the end of the day at the end of the day we have a lot of autonomy we have a lot of power to move forward and fulfill our our purpose in life and 
it's easier said than done. It's it, you, you're constantly dealing with external battles as well as internal battles, but you just have to keep pushing through it. The power of choosing to push through. We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey of our business startup or we're coaching or we're writing and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that is pretty difficult to get the word out there, but that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. Right. Right. That's for sure. And I want to ask you, is that the way that you recharge between shows and your studio work by going out and just embracing the nature? For me, I would say being around family. For me, that's most important um, is being around family because they keep you grounded and they keep you in check and they allow you to see the bigger picture. Because sometimes you get very bogged down as far as what you're looking to do and accomplish. And if things are not working properly, then you feel like the world is falling apart. But really, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's very, it's, it's very small. It's very small. And family and you know, close friends allow you to, to see that. So I think it's important to actually have very, you know, very close people in your circle to allow you to maintain that level of sanity. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, going forward right so that's how you recharge but how does Dom um, how does Dom Marcel have fun between the times where you are engaged with intensive work oh so I love to I love to um, when you say intense, intensive work give me an example of when you said intensive work are you, are you talking about on the if, when I'm handling the business aspect of the music business? Yeah, or? Even, even when you're recording is kind of intensive work, right? Because you're doing it for several hours and then you have probably post-production and everything that is linked to the music industry is heavy work, if you ask me. Well, I think the creative aspect for me is not intense. I think it's more fun. I mm-hmm. think that aspect of it is fun. The intensive work comes down to the business aspect where you are handling your digital marketing, where you're handling trying to um, procure premieres through different um, press outlets, where you're trying to 
um, solidify relationships to move your career forward. That's the, the grunt work. The creative aspect, you know, the choreography, the performing, the songwriting, the recording, the mix, all that stuff to me, it doesn't feel like work because I really enjoy what I'm doing. So it kind of balances out. I have to, the business aspect, it's not that I don't enjoy the business aspect, is, is that work does need to be done. But the creative aspect allows me to see it through, see the business aspect through. So it kind of balances out what, what I'm doing. Okay, I understand. And going to your, into your business, into the business aspect, I'm sure that your studies, your MBA into business management is of real help right now, right? Because you've, um, you've established your own record company, right? Called DeMarco7 Entertainment. Correct. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the venue that helps you to manage everything about your, your music, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, sorry. You go ahead. Oh yeah, so I, I basically was going to say that um, it's it's the it's it's the entity that allows me to market, distribute, um, license my 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 material. Um, yep. Okay, and what was your what was the greatest challenge that you faced when you established your business? The greatest challenge one has to face is building a a following from scratch Mm -hmm. that's the one of the most um difficult things when you're first starting out because as a company um regardless of the industry you're you have to find an audience for your product or service so there are multiple methods to to accomplish that objective and it's really just finding the most optimal objective from a cost perspective as well to allow you to accomplish that objective, you know, whether it be social media marketing, whether that be advertising, whether that be influencer marketing, whether that be um, traditional, you know, advertising, public relations, growth hacking, all those methods are different ways to accomplish the end goal. Um, and it, there's a lot of trial and error with, with, with marketing. Um, but you, over time, you, you'll start to see very quickly what resonates most with, with your particular audience. You have to figure out who is your primary, primary target, um, what do they look like, what are their interests, um, and really learn how to speak their language at the end of the day. So over time, it takes, it takes some tweaking, but um, the biggest thing to, to overcome is actually um, learning how to, to navigate that, um, that, that build. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine that you have people that help you with, uh, with spreading the word around, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, when you say spread the word around, it could be via social media channels right. or it could be through a PR team. I have a PR, PR professionals who actually try to or who have um, um, procured you know, press placements for me to further spread what I'm doing. So there are so many ways to actually accomplish the end objective, but yes, to answer your question. Okay. Sorry. I was, I was thinking of about another question, but <laughs> I just no, no lost it. Probably you can sense the fact that I'm really nervous 
today <laughs> about this interview. So oh. probably that's why, you know, it slips my mind a bit. Okay, now as an emerging artist, I've seen, you said that you started to write songs a few years ago and your first video came out on 2017. But still, you are in the process of launching your first album, right? Yes. So, can you tell us? Sorry for interrupting. Can you tell us, please, how does a day of you as an artist go? How do you start and how do you end the day? Do you have any kind of routine that you're doing to keep your energy up? So, there's really no typical day for an artist Mm -hmm. or artist slash business person in the music industry um, because I wear both hats. Um, It's, 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 it's really just depending on the day. So I'll give you an example. Yesterday I was in the studio the majority of the day because I was finalizing the track list with my engine, with my engineers and we were mixing and mastering the the actual project itself. Um, The day before that I was handling mostly the business aspect as far as working with my team to create a digital marketing strategy for, for my album launch. And then also um, working with another agency to help me um develop an email marketing campaign that's actually going to be launched um the the week of the album and trickled out over um, a few weeks so that is the business aspect of of things um but in in between time i'm usually working out or i'm writing writing songs or i am really trying to um work with my director to finalize some of the visuals i am in post-production for two more music videos that we are in um so we're trying to finalize what those what those visuals will look like so it's a lot of moving pieces but at the end of the day it's all to accomplish a certain objective which is basically to um, allow my project to actually have a good a good platform to to really grow from mm-hmm. And since you brought up uh, this concept, the end of the day, um, do you do you have conversation with yourself with yourself at the end of the day? I mean, you said that you carry a lot of introspection, right, due to the uh, self development aspect. So, what is Dom Collins, by his real name, telling uh, his own self at the end of the day? At the end of a very busy day, what do you tell yourself in order to keep yourself energized for the next day? I always have to understand why I'm doing this. Because sometimes you can get bogged down in the details. Sometimes things don't go your way. And you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? Am I crazy? Did I left corporate America for this. This is very risky. This is, you know, but I get back to my why. Why am I doing this? And it all boils down to, I'm passionate about this. I, I feel that um, I'm inspiring people um, because a lot of people have messaged me on LinkedIn or Facebook and saying that they've been following me and this has been helping them with trying to find their passion. So that really recharges my mind for the next day to say, okay, I'm on the right track. I'm ready for the next the next day's obstacles because you are as an entrepreneur as i say regardless of industry you're going to deal with a lot of ups and downs um right. and that can be 
mostly psychological because mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like you are doing everything the correct way. And there are other times it seems like things may be falling apart. And then you start to question a level of doubt may, may seep in here and there. But you really have to push through that because a lot of it, like I said before, it's all internal. It's an internal psychological battle that you're dealing with yourself to make sure that you push through to get to your end goal. Um, so I have those conversations with myself. Not, it doesn't even have to be really, honestly, um, at the end of the day, it's always throughout the day to, to make sure that am I am aligning myself with my purpose. And if I am doing that, then I am moving forward and I am feeling good about what I'm doing. That's right. That's right. And is there any kind of practice that helps you um, on the way? Like, do you meditate or is there anything else that helps you to entertain this process for you? Um, I do. I do meditate and I do. Um, I do. Pr- I, I pray, you know, I, I, I speak to God and, you know, I have conversations um, that way. I'm a spiritual person. So yeah those things as well as talking to my family allows me to um to handle the journey that i'm on that's wonderful and i like the fact that you bring your family up so much i mean it it sounds like you're really really fond of them and that you do have a great support in them about doing what you love please make it clear for for us um the the choreography that you you are putting out there is it created by yourself or do you have people that help you with that um i mean is that just another branch of your talent so to say well when i was in college i choreographed my shows but i decided to outsource that this time around (laughs) so i have um a choreography team of two um people based in la that's awesome okay um now, is there anything that you would like to um, send out as message for, as a life lesson to the audience? One strong lesson that you learned over time and that you would like the listeners to take on from you. Mm-hmm. Never be discouraged in your dark times. Know that those dark times a lot are allowing you to obtain a lesson because life is about pushing through those dark times and ultimately and and, and inevitably there's going to be light there's going to, there is always going to be light it may not seem that way when you're in those dark times but as long as you push through those dark times you're going to really appreciate those dark times when you are in in, in your light so it's life is really all about a learning process and we learn we learn when we are we, were, we learn the most when things may not go our way it allows you to try to think of creative ways to actually get around the obstacles that are that you're, that you're facing honestly and it, it allows you to build more character it allows you to build strength and it allows you to build your you know honestly intellect to to actually keep to keep going and to make you a better person so just know that everything happens for a reason and it's not by mistake and you are going to push through whatever it is you're going through 
um, because you could use my life as a, as a testimony of that, of that particular fact. That's, that's a brilliant message. Thank you for sharing it with the audience. Um, in, in closing this, I want to ask you, when uh, can you tell us a, an expected date of releasing of your first album? Yes, it will be sometime in the spring of this year. So it's coming up very, very soon. Okay, that's exciting. I can wait for that to happen. And yes. if there is anyone that would like to reach out to you for collaborations or just for, I don't know, uh, chat, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dom Marcel, D-O-M-M-A-R-C-E-L-L. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Dom Collins. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for accepting to be my guest for today, Dom. Uh, I truly appreciate it and I wish you great success further on and I wish you an abundant day ahead. Thank you, you too. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please, don't forget, smile at life and life will smile right back at you.